Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast. My name is Matt Carroll. I'm Jeff Randall. And with us again today is Epic Boss McFall, <laughs> Charles McFall. <laughs> yeah! From Success Freaks, Breaking the Panel. A lot of other stuff. Lots of other yeah. things. We'll talk about it in a little while anyway. But today... First important thing, giant size team up. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Uh, so today we're talking about Jessica Jones, episode two, mm-hmm. dropped... Did you notice all the titles? I just picked it out. All the titles are AKA something. Like this one was AKA Crush Syndrome. Oh no, yeah. I didn't. I didn't see that. I just caught. I, I yeah. caught it when we paused to let Jeff know we had some time. I saw it pop up. So cool. apparently, all the episodes are AKA. Originally, the show was AKA Jessica Jones, but right. now it's just called Jessica, Jessica Jones. Jones. Right. Yeah the um, the last episode was AKA Ladies Night. Oh really? That's awesome. Yeah. All uh, of them are AKA something related to the episode. And Crush Syndrome, obviously, because it was mentioned. Right. right. Um, I was really confused at first. Uh, I was like, why is Kilgrave buying him a dialysis machine? Like, hadn't he already <laughs> used this guy up? But then, obviously, the doctor was paying for the dialysis. Yeah. Well, I, you know, it's what I like about the show. It's not obvious. It's subtleties. Yeah. And you're left to, to put those pieces together. Even though they, they set up the dominoes for you, you still had to knock them down. Right, right. Yeah, it's it's been it's been a subtle show all around. I mean, she still barely used her powers. Right. And, and, and the other thing, like, that fight sequence, it, it reminded me of Arrow. Um, <laughs> except on Arrow, there are little... Women about Jessica's size tossing men around, but they don't have superpowers. It's just bad. Yeah. And, and the camera didn't cut 5,000 times in this fight scene. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, there weren't many cuts. It was like maybe two or three cuts. Okay, so this is the perfect time to say it's still no Daredevil fight scene. where Still no the hall, the hall scene with one shot. Right. Oh my God! I got Cinematic say, history. Yeah. That was beautiful. That was that was one of the best one of the best fight scenes. End of episode one, amazing. Yeah. Uh, I two. Episode oh, two. you're right. You're right. It was two. sorry. I think of those as like one good arc. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. End of episode two. Uh, this week on Arrow. Do you watch Arrow? Yeah, I haven't. I haven't seen this week. So you can tell me about it. This week on Arrow, there was a fight sequence where it looked like someone had watched Daredevil. Yeah. It was a long shot. <laughs> they never cut away. And it was nice. inside of containers, just like in that first scene of Daredevil. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Except it was the worst. Like, <laughs> oh, the no. camera looks bad. The footage looks bad. It's shaky. The uh, the the fighting, it never shows their faces, so it's really obviously stuntmen. stuntmen. Yeah. And then the stuntmen just aren't nearly as good. Like, the punches don't look like they're landing. But I, I, I commend them trying, but I was just watching it, and I was like... Oh, you watch Daredevil. I see that you watch Daredevil. Yeah. <laughs> this <laughs> looks like right out of Daredevil, except just not as good. Take anyway. Weekly broadcast TV can have good long sequence fight scenes. I mean, Daisy Johnson, when she was still Sky in season two, had one of those phenomenal fight scenes like that. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the last, yeah, it was I think the second to last episode of season two of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. She had one of the best like little 40 second fight clips I've ever seen on TV. It was probably the best. It, it rivaled Daredevil, which I was really impressed by. Um, so, anyway, we're so, not here to talk about any of that. We're here to talk about Jessica Jones season episode two. Now you actually mentioned as we started episode two that we forgot to talk about the, the final decision at the end of episode one. That's right. Which was a huge thing. We didn't talk about it yesterday. Uh, the fact that she decides to go back. She's going to fight. That's right. She's going to stand up. 
she decides to turn around and stand up to Kilgrave. That moment where she walks back in, she's really ready to leave, which I think is interesting about this show. Most superhero things are about characters who they come up against something evil and they decide to fight it. Right. This is about... They almost want to. Yeah, exactly. This, in that, in that moment and in this episode, she, she forces that doctor to, to do the same. This show is about... People who have run from their problems and are now turning around to fight. Uh, and I think Luke, we're going to see that with Luke Cage in the future probably too. Um, yeah, I see it. Being a hero just puts a target on your back. <laughs> he um, still didn't say that yet. <laughs> nope. I know. It's in the trailer. <laughs> that That is in the trailer. I'll let, let that one slide. Um, Damn right. Um <laughs> uh, can we talk about Luke Luke Cage's unbreakable skin and the fact that he said unbreakable? Yeah. Yes. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh my I, god. I can't believe they've gone that far into Luke Cage already. I thought it was just going to be like a already. light like light little mix in Luke Cage with like the fact whatever shit going on with her, but they're straight up telling his superpowers already. Getting detailed about it. Yeah, like circular saw detailed like you can't yeah, I, I'm unbreakable. What? Yeah, Bert. already. How? So whenever he reveals his secret identity to someone, like he just did, like a la like showing someone the Batcave, uh, does he How always many power burn out? Tools does he that... go through? Yeah, exactly. How many power tools does he go through? That's exactly what I was gonna ask. <laughs> yeah. How many circular saws does he like? Just keep one in the truck at all times. Like I need to show someone that I'm unbreakable. Yeah, and just burn out. He's in New York, so obviously he took a cab, and they're like, "Why do you have a circular saw?" Yeah. He's like, <laughs> "The saw, the saw. Did you think he brought it, or you think it was there because of the fixing the door?" Oh, that's a good call. You're probably right. I kind of thought that might be there because of the door. But can you imagine? He, he's he's showing off to another girl, right? Hey, do you have a power saw? Well, no. How about a knife? No. I'll take a thumbtack. You got something? I can't impress you unless I poke myself. Give me this fucking whiskey bottle. Shit. <laughs> something. The subtleties of his acting are phenomenal. He, for me, now is stealing the show. Mm. Because I expected Luke Cage to be played over the top. I expected, uh, a number of years ago, the guy who does, who now does the, um, uh, Old Spice commercials, not Terry Crews, but the, the, other, guy. the other guy. He wanted to be Luke Cage, so he put together right, a right, right. sizzle reel of him being Luke Cage to try to sell a movie to Marvel. I didn't go anywhere. It made entertainment tonight because he was this Old Spice guy. Whatever. Right. But it was a little over the top, and at the time, that was what superheroes were. In the first episode, I wrote this down. We didn't talk about it yesterday, but you know, I saw it today. We both laughed and applauded so hard when he just backhand smacked the guy. Oh, it was so good. Or when he gets hit on the head with the ball, he just rolls his eyes like, "Come on, pop!" You know. Yeah, when he when he <laughs> when he back like bitch slapped that dude. Yeah, he they, totally like, bitch slapped that dude. So good, such a great moment. And like, what about the guy that broke the bottle over his head? And then he like after he rolls his eyes, he turns around and grabs the guy's head and slams it into it? his own knee. Yes. What oh, the hell? So good. So good. Yeah. Like as soon as he did that, I went, "Oh." Jesus, because I know how bad that hurt. <laughs> Something that they did great with Daredevil, we talk about how great the fight sequences were, but what they had was personality. Yeah. You see what the yeah. characters are going through. When he's fighting through that hallway, that three-minute long fight oh sequence, God. it is, you can just see he's breathing harder, he's fighting, and he's like, it, it's about his character development is happening in that scene, well, even though it's just a fight scene. I think it's something that they're bringing to this show, too. I don't think I called in and mentioned it on your show, because the Daredevil ones just went so fast. 
what I noticed the biggest thing about the Daredevil fight scene was I think real stuff happened. It was a solid shot. It was like you said, three minutes. They're as actors, they're exhausted. When he f- there, there's one guy who came in and I think he was supposed to do something different and he just kind of threw a weak punch and just totally missed. And Matt Murdock kind of weakly threw him down the hallway. I mean, they were getting exhausted. And then Matt falls into the other room. I don't think he was supposed to oh, do that. Right. I think that was just a real moment. I'm not sure. Because they're exhausted. And maybe not, yeah. but it felt real. And that's the, the key. Yeah, that's the key. Like, it, it, do, it does total. And my point is, you're not just seeing a fight scene. It's not just a good or a cool fight scene. You're seeing characters in the fight scene, and the scene itself has characters. The scene. Yeah, you're seeing his determination come yeah. through. Yeah, for sure. There was a, there was an interview with the stunt guys, the guys that, that ran that whole scene, and that final cut, like it was all one shot, but it, that final cut took, uh, that was the, I think he said eighth, eighth or ninth take on that. Wow. So that was like, legit exhaustion happening oh i'm sure so that's so, amazing this is episode two of jessica jones we keep jumping back to episode two of daredevil we uh, can't help it I yeah mean, it's, it, our, it's our first together. jessica jones yeah. fight jessica jones fight team so it's definitely comparable um but yeah you're talking about still I, on the show i thought carrie ann moss really killed it too yeah um she is so elegant and believable as anything i've seen her you know play straight characters and in this one she's playing a lesbian and either way it's like you're just so elegant and believable in what you're doing. And so again, subtleties. This whole show is about subtleties, which just makes me fall in love with it more. Yeah. She's not over the top. She's not obvious. She's just she's not some power hungry, power tripping lawyer. She's just her character. She we'll takes s- the good cases. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll see. I, I don't <laughs> I don't know what she's gonna do with the information of about Jessica Jones, which she's about to find out. Uh probably more about Jessica Jones than then Jessica Jones wants her to know, and we'll see what she does with that information. I could see her being a, I don't know, somehow, now that she knows why Jessica Jones is such a good private investigator, about her, if she learns about her powers, or even just about her past, like well, how she uses that. that. They said your methods. Yes, you yes, know. they did, they did. And what she does know, like, she, they even talk about when she lifts the car and her laser eyes and all that. Like, well, she has a discussion about that and you can't tell exactly how much she thinks it's kidding, how much right. she thinks it's real. Uh, but apparently right. she used a threat. She knows that he, she knows that Jessica Jones was able to convincingly threaten that that strip club owner in the first episode. So she she yeah. already knows there's some sort of power situation happening. I think. <clears throat> Show of hands, guys. Who wanted <laughs> who wanted <laughs> <laughs> to see so badly Jessica Jones go to Nelson and Murdoch whenever Carrie Ann Moss' character like told her no. Like who wanted her to go to Nelson I and didn't Murdoch? Think of that, to be I did not, but that would have been great. I think that'd been I too was, soon. Yeah, or, it would have been too soon. But I was I was thinking, are they gonna do that? Are they gonna go there right now? Are they gonna bring in Foggy but leave out Matt? That was what I was just thinking that that oh you're talking about Carrie and Moss. Oh, yeah, good courtroom call. stuff. I can see Foggy passing by in the hallway maybe, right, as opposed right, to yeah. Matt. Or even Karen as yeah. just like the secretary yeah, yes. of the office. Because she like, files stuff. and yeah. Sure, yeah. They, they could easily do something like that. I can't, well, Of course, and speaking of background stuff, we were in the hospital for a good 10 minutes this yes. episode, and I was like, where is <laughs> Rosario, where is Rosario where's Dawson? Come yeah. on, where's Claire? That, um, again, was such a real scene. I got a fecal matter to handle in the right? show, too. The letter's like, you live your life, girl. I got shit to clean up. I got a fecal, <laughs> fecal situation. Uh <laughs> Live your life. I got shit to clean up. Yeah. It's so good. I've uh yeah. 
my, my girlfriend is an occupational therapist student and is just in the hospital all the time. I've had a lot of friends who worked hospitals and it just, there's so much poop. There's just oh, so yeah, much yeah. poop to deal with. I was a paramedic for 10 years. <laughs> oh yeah? yeah. Yeah. It's, it's way more than you would ever expect. Right. Well, especially in a, I don't expect that from paramedics as much, but yeah, but it is. I've been peed on. <laughs> so yeah. There's, there's that. I mean, who hasn't, uh, yeah. who hasn't really, uh, <laughs> This goes back to Netflix and chill, doesn't it? <laughs> oh, gosh. No, man, it was warm. Oh. Uh, oh. Gross. But this, yeah. this episode, again, just pulls us in so much. It's hard to look for. Oh, no, no, wait, 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 wait. Go ahead. Wait. Great segue. Talking about pee. Let's talk about the little girl in the closet. Oh. oh. How much did she pee? That's a lot. That was a, a lot, whole lot apparently. of pee. That, like, I mean... If you pee your pants, and let's face it, we all have, uh, again, it, it like it generally like stays in your pants, like it like soaks up. But she was wearing the girl was wearing jeans, yeah. like I don't think yeah. it would have made that big of that, a puddle. That was a straight Hollywood moment. I've got ch- small children, and I've seen them pee on the floor through their jeans, and it doesn't. They'll make a mess, but it won't quite be that. But I think maybe it was, she undid the pants and squatted on the floor. Now that 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 would produce that much pee. I think I don't he think didn't you're tell supposed her to, to pee on the. Pee on, pee on the floor and he closed the thing so it's very possible she's just like all right she did say like i have to use the restroom and he's like go in the closet it'll be fine yes he did she's like oh yeah okay yeah you just do this but here the, i thought i heard a little bit of sniveling gonna... fear i think it's i don't think you're supposed to pick up on the amount of pee that's there i think you're supposed to pick up that she's terrified sure that the I, kids see, I, have I don't a different know about perception that. maybe i don't i, I don't thought know. i heard like sniveling crying I don't know. It's Maybe hard to say. he didn't tell her that she was going to enjoy it. Like he told the wife, "You'll be, you'll be, yeah. you'll be very happy that I'm here." Like, yes. Maybe I think it. he seems to get off on the fear a little bit, and so. Maybe he doesn't mind the kids being afraid, but the parents who have power, he wants them to be delighted that he's here. <laughs> God, he freaks me out a little bit. I don't get freaked out by shows. Yeah, you know, I've been watching The Evil Dead, and it makes me laugh, and I think it's hilarious, and and. It's very rare a character gets under my skin, but so far, Kilgrave is freaking me out, man. It's not cool. Dude, I told you. I've been saying he is just, he is terrifying. Yeah. It's a terrifying power. It's a terrifying power. And and I was wrong. I, t- I said this week on the cast that on our regular, our regularly scheduled Wednesday night cast that uh, I didn't think that some of the jokey things we were seeing in the trailers were going to be as jokey as they are. But this show's been hilarious. Yeah. The the, yeah. the couple that lives above her is hilarious so far. Your favorite um, line had oh, to be. Oh, my favorite line. Oh, it's so good. Um, she's like, you are a very perceptive asshole. <laughs> <laughs> so, so good. Oh. And like, I, I love a transparent main character. Yeah. Uh, it's one of the reasons I love Firefly. Malcolm mm. Reynolds in serenity every person he meets he is always bested by them like every person he meets sees through him and sees everything he's going to do before he does it like he's just so he's so transparent and and that's something apparently jessica jones doesn't care she just wears herself on her sleeve and you're a very perceptive asshole she said in the first episode i don't flirt i just say what i want yep she did well even in this one uh, the Russian mechanic, whatever he was, he goes, uh, rude girl, stay alone. She goes, I'm counting on it. <laughs> That's right. Rude girl is a lonely girl. That's it. <laughs> I'm counting on it. 
Um, I, I, when I heard when I saw a Russian guy coming out of a shop, I thought for sure that was oh, going yeah. to be the no, taxi company uh, from Daredevil. Ah. I was looking for Velas Taxi constantly. Oh yeah, I was like, it's got to be there. I know it is. It wasn't. Except Those he, I think he pretty much destroyed them in Daredevil. So I don't know if they're still around. <laughs> that um, idea was kind of blown up. Yeah. <laughs> I want to talk nah. about Daredevil. Like we hadn't talked about it in so long, and we keep mentioning Daredevil moments. I'm I, like, oh. I almost went and binge watched again to be prepared for this. I just didn't have time. Now I'm glad I didn't. I think I'd be making way more comparisons than right. we already are. And we already, I'm already. And you can't help it. So it's much. the only other like thing that's out there. You oh, yeah. can't really compare this to House of Cards or even Shield. It's a different. That's beat. the really cool thing about it. Like Daredevil set up this world, and like in the first episode you get like the single solo case of the week for daredevil. And then at the end you see like the setup of all of the rest of the world while he's boxing and you see the, oh, the yeah. setup. Such a great Jessica scene. Jones doesn't have to do that. Jessica Jones sets up that the people are the world. The people are shitty. The world already exists because daredevil showed us. So yeah. Jessica Jones, we get a lot of character set up and, and then it just progresses from there. And like, it's just, it's been so amazing. <laughs> That yeah. they don't have to set up this this city. It's just you're there already. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm really loving the themes of her making the decision to go back into that place and her going to that doctor and saying, what was the line she said? Um, nope. You're going to help people again. Yeah, you're going to help people again starting with me. She's like, nope, this is happening. Yeah. You are going to help people again, starting with me. Which I just, I mean, we know he's a good man because after he, he's paying for this dialysis machine, he feels guilt over this whole situation. He's not just running. He's also a coward. He's also scared to death. Um, but everyone in this world is kind of a coward, including Luke Cage. And Jessica Jones. And Jessica Jones. They're, they're all cowards. They're all, they're all running from their they're responsibility. They're all real people who just happen to have, well, those two happen to have powers. They didn't have an Uncle Ben. Yeah, he died in Daredevil. Or, 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 or a Ben Yurik. No, no Bens were in their lives. Speaking, speaking of, how about Detective Yurik there, right? Yeah, Detective Yurik at the beginning. Uh, that cop had a, we were talking about earlier, had like the same like speech patterns and like just a similar look. Mannerisms, yeah. I, I really wanted him to be like, Hairstyle. I'm Detective Steve Yurik or something like that. Like I really wanted that to happen. That was his brother or something. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> so how about uh how about patsy walker pulling a uh a dare or not patsy wow patricia trish yeah trish walker pulling a uh a daredevil training session that was awesome and the fact that they re revealed her name patricia walker because it was just trish 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 and i said she's got oh well, first when we saw the posters like that's got to be somebody that of course it revealed we thought it was her sister it turns out to be best friend uh but they kept calling her trish always and then they reveal a full name. Patricia. To me, in Marvel, that means something. And I don't oh, yeah. know who that is. Do you, you know who you that do, is? You do, right, Jeff? Um, I know who that is. Slight spoiler oh, yeah. alert for comic books. Who is it, Jeff? <laughs> it's Hellcat. Patricia Walker's Hellcat. Okay. Mm -hmm. Oh, this is turning into Green Arrow. God damn it. <laughs> Everybody she knows is going to have fucking powers and shit. Well, it makes a lot of sense if you go with the fact that she used to be a, or possibly used to be some sort of hero, you know, when she um, mentions. I could have in, in the comics was an Avenger. Well, everybody in the comics has been an Avenger. That's not, <laughs> not saying anything. 
Punisher wasn't. Mm, Civil War. He works nah, alone. I guess not. But yeah, but, but Punisher never cared. They probably. I don't know. Shut up, Jim. He was too dark. Exception <laughs> that proves the rule. You take your comic books. You go home. We're talking about stuff. Um, <laughs> I yeah, man, that that kid on dialysis asking her to kill him, which turned into a weak scene for me. Really, it started off strong. Her her reaction, the she wasn't as destroyed as she has been throughout the scenes already in the show when she's alone, when she's given those inner monologues and she's depressed about life. She wasn't nearly destroyed enough knowing that he really needed to die. She knows what he's been through with Kilgrave. Now he's way worse off than she is. And I get not killing him. Sure. But the the sorry took me out of the scene for a second. You know, she didn't deliver it in such a dest- I'm destroyed two way. I don't, I don't know. know. I, I, th- I didn't think she necessarily destroyed by that. I thought she was just scared and like sort of guilty because like, <laughs> she would love to help him, but like she literally can't do that. Like, like she can't just go into someone's house and kill them. Right? Um, she'd just be arrested. <laughs> like, um, yeah, like that wouldn't be traced back to her. I left her alone for a minute. You know? <laughs> I don't know what happened. I, you left the room, and he just died. Um, now his acting was great. Yeah, his acting was great. I um, I was I, I was under the impression that she took like him saying kill me and took his whole situation as like fuel for her, like her desire to put Kilgrave behind bars and just, you know, put him away basically. Absolutely. I don't think Kilgrave can go behind bars. I mean, yeah, I he can't be in a regular up. prison. He's got, he's got to be drugged up. We found out. We just find out. Which well, I, yeah. Such a big thing to find his, his weakness this early. But those are heavy duty drugs. You can't just go get those. Either. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. That's going to have its own challenges. But there's a doctor he's that wants be, to help. There's, she's he's going to be put behind bars in in a manner that, in the same that Loki had with the at the end of the Avengers movie with the, the mouthpiece. Oh, right. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah. Just get Thor involved. It's Ooh. done. Speaking <laughs> of mouthpieces, we're skipping over one of the biggest reveals in the show. She broke his spell. When they did the flashback to the bus, he was yelling at her, get back here. And she kept walking. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure how that, like what that was indicating. Right. I don't know that she was so confused from some sort, because she had a cut on her head. It looked, and, and she had blood and on her hands. Blood on her hands. And bleeding, yeah. Or not bleeding, but yeah. Uh, it looked like maybe she was uh, in a trance almost walking away from him. So maybe she had a head injury and that helped confuse her. Maybe, maybe. just confused. I think enough. it's going to show something. That's also part of the weakness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can fight Kilgrave by giving myself head trauma. I'm looking forward <laughs> to seeing. I want them. To, I want to see more flashbacks of that that time. I want to know what yeah. exactly he did to her, uh, how she got away, how that but like what precipitated the bus accident. Um, it swerved to miss him and still hit him. Yeah, or switch miss her. Possibly right. she was the one that's in the middle of the road. <laughs> um, he uh, was off to the side. They gave us what five seconds of it. Yeah, we yeah, didn't yeah. Get much. Um, so it's just uh, I'm completely intrigued. Let's do four more episodes, you guys. With that flashback in the preceding hospital scene, we got a good solid grounding of when in the timeline this is happening too. Oh, right, because we had the 2014 was the bus accident, and that was a year ago. Yeah. Yeah, that was a year ago in the show, but so it's the show 
uh, as far as Jessica Jones is not current to now. Huh. Right, because it was not the holiday season yet. So if it's current to now, it'd be set in because they knew they were releasing it now. So it'd be the first episodes would be set around Thanksgiving and Christmas. So yeah, it, right. it's was it? As she well, said it was a year, it was, so it could have been early yeah, two thousand fifteen. So it's it's early two thousand fifteen is when Jessica Jones is happening, okay. which is around when Daredevil dropped, actually. Yeah. A little yeah. uh, dependent. So, so we don't we don't have an exact date on her on this time period, but like it's around that time. Uh, she said, "Didn't didn't uh, how long did um, Trish say it had been since she'd gotten free of Kilgrave?" It's been a year, is what she said. Did the she first say episode. a year or six? Okay, cool. I couldn't yep. remember if she said six months or a year or what. She said it's been a year. Okay. So uh, there. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, what? Well, I, I think this episode was great. It was a little slower than the first episode, um, but totally awesome. I'm so intrigued. I want to watch. I want to watch it all right now. Right. <laughs> you can watch episode three, but that's it. I know. And then we got a cast. Uh, I think we should do more casts sooner. <laughs> I think I can't wait. You just want to do all thirteen casts today? Yeah, let's do it, guys. <laughs> I don't know about all that. Oh, my god! I don't want to Skype all of them. Well, get in your damn car. Yeah, it's we're like in, four we're, hours. Yeah, come on, man. We're in Atlanta. Just hop on over. <laughs> no, I'm good. See, see, we have priorities. We understand how you are. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> Power to the people. Uh, what else do you want to say about this episode? Anything else that stood out? Oh, something that I didn't mention. Um on the last one and on this one, did you guys notice in the, um, in the opening sequence, like the opening sequence feels very like kitschy forties PI. Right. Intro. The, the art in the art chalk style. Hmm. Yeah. 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 And in the, uh, in that intro in the sequence where it shows like the, um, silhouettes in the, in the building, one of the silhouettes is a guy shadow boxing, but that shadow boxer is backlit red. Huh? He catches everything. No, I didn't. I didn't see that at all. <laughs> Holy cow! That's yeah, great. It maybe, happens. Maybe Matt lives in her building. No, Matt he lives in a really like, nice building, actually. Yeah, she, she lives Matt in a dump. In she a building beside a huge billboard. He does, uh, but he has a really nice apartment that he can only get so cheap because of the huge billboard. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, that's that's uh, and he's. Probably not he's got building. roof access, so he's on the top level of whatever building that is. Oh yeah, yeah, cool. Um, well, that's that's pretty good for me. I I love this episode. I love both these episodes. I cannot wait to find out what happens uh, in the future. I thought the humor's been great. The drama's been great. And let me just say, Kristen Ritter is amazing. Yeah, knocking I, it out of the park. I've yeah, not only uh, she's just. Um, She's she's like kind of kind of hitting me as a superstar here, uh, yeah. more so than other other people on these shows even. Um, and I, I think that uh, Matt Murdock was wonderful. Uh, Charlie Cox was wonderful as Matt Murdock, uh, but Kristen Ritter's been really 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 killer, and she and she's gorgeous, totally gorgeous in the show. 
So let's give it up to uh, the director and the casting director because honestly, thinking yeah. on Daredevil, most of the performances were great. Here so far, I cannot think of a, a main character performance or even some of the side characters that has been bad. I can't either. I love all the little side characters in her building. The little, the little uh, meth head or crackhead or whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. He's with his little, his, in the first episode, his little uh, conversation about um, uh, you can sell my TV. No, you can yeah, keep it. You can have my TV. I stole it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a long pause. What are you doing in my apartment? Yeah. This is my apartment. That's why it's not crunchy. That's so good. That's so good. He's wonderful. We talked about it on Daredevil, how when they're in the bar, they kind of populate Hell's Kitchen with real people. Yeah. You kind of get the sense of like, oh, these people are real people who've lived in Hell's Kitchen their whole lives. Yeah, and it's live. a community. It's a community, and you care about them. In Avengers, you don't get a chance to know any of the people that are getting stepped on by like uh, by the Destroyer or like yeah. being brainwashed by Loki yeah. or whatever. They're uh, out there. We're at street level down here. Yeah, yeah. And, and in this show, they're doing it again where they're doing a great job of populating Hell's Kitchen with real people, you know? Yeah. I really love that. <laughs> He's got... His rugby team all riled up. Now they're going to his bar. And I was like, oh, shit, go save them. Go save them right now. <laughs> I thought, ooh, we're going to get a Luke Cage match? Oh, yeah. Ah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> seeing, seeing Luke Cage fight and seeing him stabbed in the neck and not cut open this early, before Luke Cage is even like, uh, we don't even have a date for Luke Cage yet. I was, yeah. really, I was really impressed that they're moving, to, moving through the story so quickly. Yeah. Oh man! But and that, then, oh, that's something that was glossed first... over. That the upset husband flat out tried to murder Luke Cage. He didn't know he had unbreakable skin. Yeah. Well, immediately after that, he's like, "You're drunk." Yeah. Like you, you're making bad decisions. Go home. You don't know what you saw. Now the Go husband home, was kind of light black ish, but as soon as we came in from the behind shot, like they're challenging Luke Cage and she's standing at the window so we're looking from her perspective light black I went well my point is immediately I don't know sometimes I pick up on these things I don't think it means anything I think it was just a casting thing it was like they're all white they're all white in a black man's bar to kill a black man something's not right here yeah this does, this does not look good from a uh, from a racial sensitivity yeah. perspective where are their hoods oh um, <laughs> wow Matt went there guys Matt went there Independent of everyone else, Matt yeah. went there. <laughs> I, mean, I don't think it was intentional. I don't think they were setting it up as a racist because obviously he's, no, he's no, married to a black definitely woman. not. No, and when you get a better look at him, I mean, he's not Luke Cage dark, right? He's he's a lighter skinned. But the, not many rugby buddies, are, I honestly didn't. I didn't think. I didn't. I didn't notice that he was any. I didn't notice what race yeah. he was. Well, here's the thing too. Rugby is a, a distinctively white sport, <laughs> so it makes sense too. All his rugby buddies went. Right. Which right. I don't know about you guys, but have you ever been such good friends with somebody you're going to go pound somebody you never met before? Uh, no. No. <laughs> me either. I don't think it's a level of friendship. I think it's like a <laughs> level of decision making that you lose. <laughs> that sounds like a great idea. Let's go to this guy's bar and lynch him. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, wait. Gosh. It was a horrible idea. We've got him all up against the wall and he threw all of us off. Yeah, when I see, uh, I was comparing it to Arrow earlier. When I saw Christian Ritter throwing dudes, it almost didn't register because I've watched so much Arrow where there's these little like ninety pound right. women throwing huge two hundred and fifty pound dudes all the time, and I'm like, oh wait, this is a better show than that. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, what what registered for me that? 
was sure. that she, as an actress, actually puts effort into it. Like Luke, there's a very great contrast here. Luke is just eh, throwing him off like flies, no effort. She like bends her knees and puts force into it yeah. as an actress. And even though we know she's super strong, it's not effortless, which is great. I thought it was a good contrast. I think so too. I think so too. Nice contrast or nice balance to yeah. it. Yeah. All right, so we gotta get oh, to, to three. We gotta get to three now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just I was wanting to to mention one more thing about the uh, the fight when we saw it starting from her perspective, and like all the guys were standing around, and Luke's just kind of like, "Yeah, you guys need to leave," and you see like the first punch being thrown while she's outside. Right. And I know that it cut away quick, so that you're thinking, "Oh God, he's getting his ass kicked." But I saw like I saw his duck. Or not duck, but his like easy dodge and then like catch and throw. And I was like, oh man, he's tearing him up. Oh yeah. I almost expected her to come into the scene and then just all already be on the ground. I kind of, I kind of did too. Yeah. That was what I was expecting from that yeah. scene, but it, it, they went a different way and I liked it. I loved it. I want some more of it. Damn, I knew you. Thank you for catching this. I couldn't setup. help it. Uh, I could not help it. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, we're uh, we are the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. Uh, before before we uh, go away, tell tell everybody where they can find more of you, Charles McFall. Uh, the biggest thing I'm pushing right now is breaking the panel at blogtalkradio.com forward slash breaking the panel. It's a brand new show with myself, Brian Ibbett, and Paul Klotz, where we talk about everything from the back bends to the big screens. We try to cover it all, all the news, all not the news, but. We take the news headlines and then we discuss what we think about. It. It's an opinion editorial kind of show, and it's a lot of fun. Cool. So everybody check out Breaking the Panel. We are the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast in partnership with 45 Magazine and a proud member of the Giant Size Team Up Network. If you want to find out more about us, go to mcucast.com. Hit us up at mcucast on Twitter, facebook.com slash mcucast, mcucast at gmail.com. Um, just anywhere, just mcucast. You'll probably find us. And then uh, if you want to give us a call to leave a voicemail so we can play it on the show, uh, call 573-CAST-MCU. And if you have any feedback for Jessica Jones, please mark what episode you are on. That way we will not... Be spoiled ourselves and we'll not cover things out of order. And uh, you won't spoil anyone on the uh, thread. Just give it a good spoiler alert for episode blah, blah, blah of Jessica Jones or whatnot. So, uh, all right, JJ1. Yeah, you can hashtag them JJ, whatever. But I still recommend a spoiler alert just in case people aren't down with the lingo. <laughs> like, like myself. I don't know how to use this Twitter stuff. Um, <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. See you tomorrow. Until next time, true believers. I love seeing that so much. <laughs>